Hello, it's David here. Subscribing to The Leader means you never miss an episode of our news analysis, commentary and interviews. And it also helps us grow our audience because hitting that subscribe button tells your podcast provider that we're a show worth listening to so they'll tell other people about us. You can also share us on social media. Use the hashtag The Leader Podcast. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Miles, and rail fares are going up again at a time when people are being encouraged to get back to the office. Fares going up puts people off trains, not gets people on trains. So it's so much better if the debate now was about new fares, new products, rather than can we have some more money. We speak to Mike Hewitson from the Watchdog Transport Focus. Are there alternatives to putting prices up? And there are very good testing facilities in Iceland, Austria, Hong Kong, Germany, and the UK has been lagging behind in this area. So it's great to see Heathrow starting to do this. Travel commentator Paul Charles, could COVID testing at Heathrow mean the end of 14-day quarantine? Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the rail fare rise. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. You must buy a ticket before you get on one of our trains. If you do not show a valid ticket when asked, you may be liable to pay a penalty fare. The Office of Rail and Road says the number of passenger journeys by train fell by 51 million during lockdown. Its next set of figures won't come out until October. They're likely to see a rise, but not to pre-pandemic levels. The government's trying to encourage commuters to get back to offices, so city centres like London's don't face economic ruin. And while all this is happening, it's been decided to put rail fares up by 1.6%. That's a rise of about £80 for a Brighton to London season ticket, which will cost £5,060. Our editorial column says it's bad timing. In normal times, according to the formula set by the government, this figure would be applied to lift the price of tickets from the start of January. The logic in the past, which this newspaper has endorsed, is that the additional money should be used to help pay for improved services. But the advent of coronavirus and the reluctance of many to get back on trains and the tube 
means that the situation this time is entirely different. Ministers should forget about applying the usual annual fares hike and work with train companies to achieve the universal provision of part-time season tickets that allow people to benefit from discounts if they travel in only a few days each week or month. But if more government investment is needed, that must come too. For London in particular, getting more people back on public transport is essential. We will be calling at Stratford, Maryland. Other alternatives? Well, I'm joined by Mike Hewitson from the Transport Focus Watchdog. Mike, putting fares up at this time isn't really going to inspire people to get back on a train and go to the office, is it? Um, no. Uh, I mean, the issue at the moment is how you get more bums on seats. And to have the agenda now dominated between now and Christmas by how much fares are going up. Fares going up puts people off trains, not gets people on trains. So it's so much better if the debate now was about new fares, new products designed to fill up those empty seats, designed to be more attractive to people who aren't going to be five-day-a-week commuters anymore, rather than, can we have some more money, please? Other alternatives to this? Did train fares have to go up? No. I mean, clearly, like any business, it's, it's got some flexibility. I mean, it's got to meet its costs. And as a taxpayer as well as a fair payer, I can understand the arguments from government about their pumping billions of pounds to keep rail going during the virus and and good, you know. I mean it was essential to get people to work, key workers essential journeys and such. And it's right that passengers pay a share. But I suppose from my perspective as a as a long standing commuter, I've been paying above inflation rates now for quite some time. I've been doing my share. And coronavirus has rather changed the rules. And the priority has to be getting more people back on trains. And that means deals and offers, not fare increases. But like you said, there is a lot of justification for rail risers. It's not like they can discount fares, is it? Um, well, I think for a lot of people, it's value for money that really counts. If you're a, a, someone who's been working from home and you're edging back into this sort of mixed part home working, part office working, you are not going to buy a weekly season ticket. You're not going to throw three or four days worth of travel in the bin and think you've got a good deal. So it's not so much um, how much they're going to go up by. It's introducing a new product that says, here's a carnet or a flexible season ticket. Buy 10 tickets. We'll give you a discount. You can use two this week, none the next week, three the week after that. You can now, we will now match the way you want to travel rather than forcing you to travel the way that the old fare structure did. And that represents value for money. Would that be a long-term change, Mike? Is that what you'd expect? Well, I think some train companies have got these already. The carnet-type concepts are in. Um, C2C, London South End's got something. Um, you know, other train companies are looking to bring them in. So I think these could be in quickly. They could certainly be in by Christmas. I think some of the longer-term fare reform will take a bit longer, partly because I think it was in hand anyway, but it, it, it's quite hard to know what to base things on. You don't know what the normal level of demand is going to be when we come out a little bit further out of the virus. So it's quite hard to make those long-term decisions, but certainly the, the immediate challenge is getting more of those commuting seats filled up. Next. We've got to make progress. Quarantine on its own as a policy is not the answer. It's hurting the economy. It kills productivity and it kills travel. Paul Charles, could coronavirus testing at Heathrow really end 14-day quarantine? 
Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. At Fiumicino Airport in Rome, they've been trialing a COVID-19 test that takes 20 minutes to return a result. Passengers returning from countries with a high coronavirus rate, like Spain and Greece, go through it. It started on Monday. It's caught nine cases already. Could something similar work in the UK? Heathrow Airport thinks so. It's revealed plans to build a test centre that could handle up to 13,000 tests a day. Passengers coming in from countries taken off the safe list would be swabbed. Those with negative results could see the length of quarantine halved. Will that be enough to get people back on planes as the travel industry struggles through a devastating summer? I'm joined by travel consultant and commentator Paul Charles from the PC Agency. Paul, will this work? Well, it's a trial, so the industry is hoping it works. And it's great that there's progress being made because other countries are way ahead of where the UK is at the moment. There are very good testing facilities in Iceland, Austria, Hong Kong, Germany. Turkey, uh, and they're all slightly different, but they're all underway. And the UK has been lagging behind in this area. So it's great to see Heathrow starting to do this. Of course, the downside is it's only a quick trial. The government have not yet endorsed it. And we need to see the government really backing this now, hoping that the trial could last much longer. Do you think people would take part? in this trial? I mean, for one thing, it looks like the cost of the testing at around £150 will be passed on to passengers. Will they pay that? Should they pay that? It is a high cost at £150, but I think most passengers are prepared to pay if they're going on holiday. They've already paid for that holiday. They want to be assured it goes ahead. And therefore, they are prepared to add that cost on or even have it included as part of a future package price, which may also be the answer for the travel industry. But other countries are doing it differently. Some are charging similar amounts. Uh, In Iceland, they're charging only £50, but that's because the government is subsidising it. And I think the UK government are probably reluctant to subsidise testing here because they'd rather have people staying in the UK so there's less risk and fewer cases being brought back into the UK. But we've got to make progress. Quarantine on its own as a policy is not the answer. It's hurting the economy, it kills productivity, and it kills travel because people don't want to then quarantine for 14 days on their return. So testing, testing and more testing is the answer. Of course, this idea from Heathrow won't completely eliminate quarantine. It will reduce it to around about five days. But even that could potentially make a difference because the travel industry, as we know, and as we've reported in the Evening Standard and on this podcast, is desperately struggling through summer. Yes, the travel industry is on its knees and needs to find things like testing to progress uh, and and improve. I think that uh, fundamentally, we need an alternative. If we're to learn to live with coronavirus, 
then we can't just rely on quarantine anymore. We have to have these alternatives in place. And we may never get a vaccine. And without a vaccine, you need testing, testing and test and trace, and then more testing. And, and even daily testing, as Matt Hancock has been suggesting, because I don't think there's any other solution. So you can't stop the travel industry operating. You don't want to stop any of us visiting friends and family around the world. That's the worst thing you could do. So ultimately, this trial hopefully will succeed and people will be prepared to pay for it. And maybe the cost will come down as the technology gets better over time. Now, it's not up and running yet. So there are plenty of travellers looking at the where they're heading for a destination and also at the, the UK government's red list of countries that may not be safe in coronavirus. It's caught people out in places like France. It's caught people out in places like Spain. I know you've been keeping track of this, Paul. Where's next if there's going to be anywhere next? Where should we be looking at? Well, the next government review is scheduled for tomorrow, Thursday. So it's, there's likely to be an announcement tomorrow evening. And sadly, I think there'll certainly be one country added to the quarantine list, which will be Croatia. Its numbers have been going up um, as part of this resurgence in, in cases that we've seen in some parts of Europe. But I'm hoping it will only be Croatia. Uh, that it won't be several countries. And then the other big decision for the government is whether to take Portugal off the quarantine list. Portugal's numbers on a seven-day cumulative basis, which is what the government are looking at, are well below the 20 threshold. They're at around 14. The problem is there's been a slight uptick in the last 24 hours, and that may not give much reassurance to the government decision makers. So we'll have to see what they do on Portugal. It's a very popular British tourist uh, destination, of course. But this is why quarantine has got to be changed. And I'm very open about this. It's not the answer. You can't have this sort of league table of countries going up and down or on and off every week. There has to be something which reassures consumers, builds confidence again in traveling. And that's why testing at Heathrow and other airports around the UK is the answer. And that's The Leader. You can keep up with all the latest breaking news and developments with the Evening Standard's live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. <laughs>